It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi there, everybody. Welcome into Undisputed this morning. I'm Jen Hale. That is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen. How was your weekend? Good morning, good morning, Skip. I hear somebody's birthday today. Did I hear that from the little bird? <laughs> you, you did, Skip. Yeah. Yes, uh, today is August 22nd. It's my sister's birthday. She's uh-huh. watching. And my high school coach, who coached my mom, every last one of my uncles, my mom graduated in 1960, coached me and my brother. He's in the hospital, not feeling well today, but get well soon because he watches every single day. So get well soon, Coach Get Hall. well soon, and I hope I don't ruin your sister's birthday today <laughs> by making you look too foolish. Nah, she always sides with you. That's she had a, what you, I thought. You to have to Happy say it. birthday. She had a, you to have to say it like that. Yeah. You just, I like, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. You know Skip all the six years. You know me all your life. You side with you. You a traitor. Way it goes. <laughs> That's the way I, with. I have that effect on you. Ernestine sides yeah. with me. My she sister sides. <laughs> way to go, Ernestine. Y'all have some interesting alliances. That's yeah. for we do. sure. We very, thank we goodness do. I'm here to be impartial and thank set you, the thank record you, straight, right? Yes. All right, guys. Let's jump right in because this is a very intriguing story. Tom Brady nearly a Las Vegas Raider? That is according to Dana White. During an alternate broadcast of UFC 278 over this weekend, White said the deal was so close to being done that Brady, quote, was already looking at houses. It wasn't said yet that Gronk was going to be coming. So Las Vegas theoretically would have had Brady and Gronk the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, except John Gruden blew up the deal. Brock confirmed this during the interview, saying, yes, it is all true. Mm. Shannon, what do you make of this? Well, I think the thing is, Skip, John Gruden did not like the idea of giving up power. When you bring a guy on like a Peyton Manning, you bring a guy on like a Tom Brady, the, the power shifts. You are no longer the dominant voice in the locker room. They are. And you know, if you know anything about John Gruden, John Gruden is not ceding power to anyone. Derek Carr does not challenge the authority of a John Gruden like a Tom Brady would. And so it takes a special type of a coach. Now, it could possibly lead to a championship, but it takes a coach swallowing his ego, take playing second fiddle, play, uh, uh, taking a back seat in order to have this dynamic on your roster. We saw a John Fox do that. We saw a Bruce Arians do that to a certain extent. And I still believe, along with a lot of other people, he got bumped up because that's what Tom Brady wanted. If you look at the situation, when you always say, why wouldn't Kyle Shanahan, why wouldn't the Shanahans take on that? Now we, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very few coaches, Skip, 
especially once you get to a John Gruden level. He's won a championship, and we know how power-centric he is. Yep. Is willing to take that on. The one thing about uh, 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 Coach Belichick, Coach Belichick got Tom Brady as a youngster so he could mold him and, and keep the power without Tom Brady ever challenging him for, for that said power. Now, they might be something, okay, you know, Tom said this, Tom said that. But, Coach, there was no there was no – Second guessing yep. who was in complete control or total control of that locker room and that organization. But when you bring a guy on like a Tom Brady, you bring a guy on like a, uh, a Peyton Manning, John Fox basically said, okay, Peyton, take over. Call the plays. Run, run, run whatever you want to run during team and, and practice. You do it. Call the meeting. The schedule yep. is set accordingly. I mean, John Fox, Peyton Manning, <laughs> John Fox, Peyton. I, I think I'm going to let Peyton right. do whatever he wants to do. And even with a Tom Brady, you look at Tom Brady, whomever, Tom Brady, whomever. And I'm not so sure every coach, yeah, like, man, I'd love to win a championship, but damn, I really ain't got no say because they're going to have all the say. And I don't believe John. And credit. <laughs> and and. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get no. You're not gonna get any credit. You get hey. You have a championship on your resume, but you're not gonna get credit for said championship. And so, Skip, look, Brady at the time, Gruden had gone four and twelve, seven and nine with 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 uh, uh, Derek Carr, and it could it could have been is that it could have been Miami. You stayed with Fitzpatrick and Tua. There there are a lot of scenarios that's at play here. Jimmy G, I don't know definitively, but uh, uh, Dana White and, and Gronk, and we're gonna talk about Gronk a little later. So, Skip, there, there could have possibly been some truth to this, but I'm thinking that John Gruden said there is no way in hell I'm seeing power to Peyton Manning, I mean Tom Brady, mm -hmm. because I know what comes along with that. I've been around long enough to understand who those guys, I've been in production meetings, and I know the, 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 the aura that they cast on an organization, and I'm not going to be a part of that, even though there's, there's a chance it could lead me to winning a championship. John Gruden was not willing to see control to uh, Tom Brady, and okay. I believe that's the reason why it didn't happen. Okay, I hear much of what you say, but I'm going to go one level above all that, okay. one big step back. My first shock of the night was that Rob Gronkowski coaxed or even goaded Dana <laughs> White into telling this story on the first ever Gronkcast running simultaneously to UFC 278 okay. on ESPN. I guess it was two and some on ES, it was on ESPN, ESPN, ESPN yeah, plus, plus, like. plus and two. Okay. My point is I'm going to agree with the point that you have made previously on this show. I have disagreed with that point because I still believe that somewhere around November 1st, Rob Gronkowski is going to go back to being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer just when Brady needs him. Right. But this was a strong, huge indication to me that Rob Gronkowski, as you believe, is officially retired because all of a sudden he is breaking the cardinal rule of what's said in the locker room stays in the locker room <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's just wanting to out the story, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's all to promote the first ever Gronkcast, yeah. ratings-wise, bombshell-wise, right. publicity-wise. Because it was trending. We are talking about it to lead Undisputed on Monday morning. <laughs> it trended all of Saturday night. It pretty much took over the whole night. You did. It, it's possible it even transcended the Usman getting knocked out with a minute, less than a minute left in the fight. Mm -hmm. One of the shocking upsets, you can make a case, it was the most shocking upset in UFC, at least title fight right. history. Mm -hmm. And and yet, I, I was just on fire with this story because right. of all of its ramifications. Right. Well, why did Gronk want it out there and then he immediately 
vouched for yeah. the story and, and validated the yeah. story and corroborated all <laughs> all of the points he that did. Dana was making to the point that I was like, that was it. Right. Because Dana had no reason to tell the story until Gronk just pushed and pushed and pushed until he said, okay, you want me to go with it? I'll go with I'm it. I'm not so sure Tom wanted the to- story well, told. I got, <laughs> okay, now you're to my bottom line point. I do not think Tom Brady this morning is very happy with his dear friend Rob Gronkowski because what does this story do for Tom? Nothing. It does him no good right. because all of a sudden it puts Tom back in the crosshairs. Aha! He was referring with the MF or quote to Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Well, I, I'm going to have to run with this now because it sure sounds like it was Derek Carr. For a while, I thought it was Tua. You, you thought it was Jimmy G. And we went back and forth. And finally, the story just faded away because we'll never know. Right. I, I chalked it up and I put it in the file of we'll never know. Right. Unless Tom divulges in his autobiography or right. whatever. Well, at the time, Skip, it was Fitzpatrick that was starting in okay. Miami. All and right. Tua would later come in. Okay, but, but, it, but it was like but he's still, looking down the pike right, at Tua like you're going to stick, stick with, with him. that. Right. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it's about Derek Carnell, which – Derek Carr's a really good guy, right. and I think Brady knows he's a really good guy. Right. So remember, this was in June of 2021. Brady did, and it was a little bit of a surprise to me, but he was feeling his oats after he had won the Super Bowl right. in Tampa, but he did LeBron's The Shop, the shop. right? Yeah. And once you get on The Shop and you are in almost a literal barber shop, you start to spill, man, <laughs> and you start to get into the vibe of it, the spirit of it, you and all of a sudden he's he's talking about how – he knows what it feels like to be spurned by someone because he said he had a deal right at the goal line. At the last second, the plug gets pulled. But the, the point that Tom made on the shop was that, let me get this out here. I got it here somewhere. What, was that he, he said there was no effing way in the end that I wanted to play for that team. Well, I, I'm going to have to beg to differ here. It s- sounds like you're just defending your pride on that right. issue to LeBron in right. the shop. Right. Because <laughs> according to data, it's it's to the 11th hour. It's he like was looking for houses. Yeah. He said Tom is looking for houses. That's the quote from Dana. And Brady was already looking at houses. It comes down to the last minute and Gruden pulls the plug. Yes. OK. Two things could be operating. Remember, you, you thought Brady was about done. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick clearly thought he was about done. Correct. Robert Kraft finally agreed with Bill Belichick that Brady was about done. Correct. And I think a lot of people around the league thought Brady was absolutely done and they were not interested in him mm-hmm. as a free agent because right. he was free, 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 Correct. right? Yes. Okay. So the point is that in, in the biggest picture, it, Tom is trying to back out of it when it sounds like he, it was, he, he's looking for houses. He's going to be a Raider. Skip, you know how you get spurred. Well, I ain't want to date her anyway. That's I ain't want to date him that anyway because they didn't choose you. All of a sudden, you didn't want anything to do with them. Okay. I think it, it was an incredible break for Tom Brady yeah. that Gruden pulled the plug. Right. And again, to, to my point, Gruden might have pulled the plug because at the last second he said, you know what? I just don't think he's that good anymore. Right. I think he's washed up. And I'm sure Mark Davis, the owner, got all into it. And, and uh, Mayock, the GM at that point, I, I'm assuming they got all caught up in the fact we could get the goat. Right. Think of the marquee value of right. selling the goat in Las Vegas. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay. Well, <sighs> Gruden's probably saying, I don't know if I can win with the goat. Well, we saw what was about, to, you know, we, we saw what happened in Tampa. But Skip, 
knowing the John, you know John Gruden. I you do. know how coaches think. They are, they think they can win with anybody. This the way I can call a game, the way I can diagram these plays, I can win. But I don't think his ego was willing to let him go that far. Okay. Because he, just he, like coaches, right. uh, quarterbacks have egos, okay. so do coaches. All right. I was there in Oakland mm -hmm. when he attempted to coach Rich Gannon. Correct. The year after under Callahan won the, the NFL MVP, the MVP. Rich, Rich Gannon yeah. did. But this is the tuck rule year game. Right. You know, we're leading up to that loss at New England that launched the dynasty. Right. And it was a bogus call. But the point was that that I watched Rich Gannon stand his ground against uh, against uh, John Gruden, right. where, where they fought, and, and Rich would go right back in his face, mm -hmm. because you have to. Yes. Because Gruden was just like a so-so smaller college quarterback, but he thinks he's God of quarterbacks. <laughs> he is about as hard to play for right. as any quarterback has ever had it for any right. coach to play right. for. And he's never coached a, a guy of Tom Brady's ilk. No. You don't well, talk to them. I mean, them. Rich Gannon was very yeah, 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 enough to win an MVP, but yeah, he, he wasn't was. Don Brady. But, but here's the thing, though, Skip. When you got Derek Carr, you can coach him and say things to him that you can never say to Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. And I'm not so sure Agreed. I'm not so sure that John Gruden has a filter to understand that he thinks I'm going to coach this guy, this guy, this guy the exact same way. And at the quarterback position, you cannot maybe a defensive lineman you can yell, you can yell at Sap and then you can yell at this guy over here. But when you're dealing with quarterbacks, yeah. that's a different animal. It is unless you have a Brad Johnson. Right. And you inherit a Tony Dungy team in your first go round in Tampa that is flat out so loaded, loaded you yeah. can make a, a case, as our friend Derek Brooks often right. does, it's the greatest defense ever. It's yeah. right there with your Ray right. Lee, Lewis. They got, three, they, they, got three Hall of, they got three Hall of Famers just sitting there on that defense. Okay. And, and it was special and yeah. it was spectacular. Yes. And once again, a la your Ravens team in 2000, yes. they pretty much won with, with their defense. Correct. So you needed a game manager, caretaker kind yes. of a quarterback, a veteran quarterback, Brad Johnson, who had been around and around and yes. around the block, who could put up with Gruden, but but mainly just do Gruden's bidding right. and keep it between the lines and keep the car on the road right. and, and the Maserati on the road, and, and you'll win it all. Right. And they did, and they lucked into the fact that they got to play Gruden's old team, and Gruden knew every trick in their book, right? And <laughs> every they're calling play, every, every play, okay? But the thing is, but you, you said something very interesting. You said Brad Johnson can be a game manager. Tom Brady ain't being no damn no. game manager. No. Peyton Manning, no. maybe his last year, Peyton, because he was yep. clearly wasn't the player that he was when he first got to Denver. Yep. You can be a game manager. But in this situation, Tom Brady believes he can still play. He believes he's a still an elite-level quarterback. Yep. So for you to go in there and say, okay, we're going to run the ball, I mean, going to run the ball, and then we're going to you know, throw the ball a little bit on third down, we're going to play to our defense, that wasn't going to fly with him. No. And the way you talk to Derek Carr and, you know, all that, those antics and the chucky face on the sideline, that's not going to fly with Tom. No. You see, I believe that Tom and B.A. had conversation behind closed doors and said, you keep going to the media talking about this is my fault and I did this and I did. Bro, that ain't cool with me. No. So, on the shop, Brady concluded that they said they didn't want me. I know what that means. I know what that feels like. Yes. And I'm going to F you up because of that. Yes. That's Tom Brady yes. saying that yes. to LeBron yes. James and company. Yeah, rejection shop. hurt when you're okay. the one getting rejected. Uh, <laughs> so, the very next year, now I look back on... Bucks 45 at Raiders on a Sunday night, 20, 45 to 20. And I say, aha, that's why Psycho Tom came out in right. that game at Las Vegas, right? right? 
Could we see the five touchdowns scored by Tom Brady, four by air, and one via quarterback sneak? Here's the first one. He just rams it home. He's the greatest quarterback sneaker I've ever seen. <laughs> he just is. And then here's the first touchdown pass. Uh, guess who? Oh, that guy who could have been a Raider. Okay. And then here we go again. This is right at the end of the half. Remember this little special? We saw it repeated up, yep. at, up in Green Bay at yep. halftime. He hit little Scotty Miller just as time was running out. That was a rocket shot to Godwin. Godwin. On a rollout, you see, ever see Tom Brady roll out? And then another one, whoo, what a shot that was to Tyler Johnson. Right. So he's on fire. Right. And, and by the way, that's a little bit of a rub it in touchdown, but right. it made it 45 to 20 with uh, what, what was left, like three minutes left mm-hmm. in the game. Okay. That's what you got right between the eyes right. because he was going to F you up. Right. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that video I just showed validated the fact I think he was. All about the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Okay, now let's do the hypothetical. What if it had actually happened? I don't love the chances of success because I don't love Brady with John Gruden, and I know John, and I just think they would have clashed mightily, and I think Tom by midseason would have been a very unhappy camper. He'd have been thinking I made a terrible decision. terrible decision. I I, I made one of the best decisions by leaving New England, and I made a worse decision by coming here. He went to, Skip, I believe he went to the right situation. This was a team that was loaded with talent, just needed a quarterback. My point is, yeah. To me, the Bucs were far more loaded, yes, absolutely. far more on the verge yeah. Yeah. No than question. the Raiders were no at that question. point, right? No question, no question. On, on both offense and defense. Yeah, because when I look at it, Skip, I think the best player for uh, me was Darren Waller. And I, that was at the peak of his power before okay. he got I'll, injured. I'll he played that. extremely well. But you when that. you go Godwin, you go Mike Evans, Oof. and you got well, Cameron Brayton. They Bray. both made the Pro Bowl the year yes. before. Yes, And yes. you got Cameron Brayton, yes. and you still got Rojo, and they and had drafted the first. Your first pick in the draft is Tristan Worth. Who's arguably the best right tackle in football? Okay, so you got your cornerstone tackles left yeah. and right, Donovan Smith. And you had a and, defense skip that was. What? You got a defense it's, that was it's ready just to play. Loaded. It, it's seriously loaded with one of the. He, he's a top two or three defensive mind yeah. in football, and Todd Bowles, now the head coach, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you had Todd Bowles overseeing that much ability. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they were a little suspect in the secondary. Yeah, right. I just think top to bottom on defense and on offense. They're just, I, I think Brady would have to look at this and say, better, better, better. The problem is you're, you're going to the sucking ears right. who had the single worst winning percentage as a franchise of any and all of sports going into that year. Sometimes the best decisions are the ones that's I, not made. That's but correct. I think the thing is that Forced. hurt the most, Skip, mm-hmm. is that they told Brady no. That's what hurt. Yes, yes, Skip, I know this is a better situation. I know I'm better. Skip, I'm better off with her. But when I wanted to be with her, she said no. Even though I'm better off right here where I am right no doubt. now. No doubt. But it's the fact that someone told you no. Rejection. We've all been rejected and we've all rejected. And trust me, the rejection hurts more when you're being rejected. It, yeah, that's Tom Brady. I don't care what anybody said. That's Tom Brady. The greater the player, forget the greater the player or the greater the person is in said feel. The bigger the ego is, be it surgeon, be it entertainer, be it actress, actor, be it professional athlete, the greater the person is in said field, the greater the ego. When, imagine Denzel going, and I can't imagine this, but just say for the sake of argument, Denzel get to read and they say, nah, you didn't get the role. That's Denzel Mofo Washington. That's Tom Mofo Brady. And they say, nah, we good, cuz. We gonna roll with what we got. Mm-hmm. Tom say, y- y'all gonna keep that mofo? Mm-hmm. That's what he said. Oh, I-, I got to do. When I see you, 
I got to do something bad to you. That is correct. And if he had gone, if the deal gets pushed over the goal line, if Gruden does not intervene, what happens to Derek Carr? He can't be a Raider anymore. No, right? no, no, they, no. They got to deal him. Yeah, they got to yeah, get done. rid yeah, of yeah, him, yeah, however yeah. way they yeah, can get yeah. rid of him, right? Yeah. So he is no longer in the equation as we speak. So history changes in yeah. Las Vegas. Right. I don't think they would have been bad with Brady. I just don't think they would have won a championship. I don't either. And then I don't know what would have happened to Tom. Would he have been a one and done with, with the Raiders? Would he want to become a free agent? Would it have sped his decision to retire like it would have been a, a sort of an ugly way out? You yeah. Know, a, a, but as, as you get older, Skip, when they, when they start to bear down on your coaches, start to be annoying. Tom, Tom is having fun. As long as you're having fun, you can do it. When you start to get to a job, you're like, get up, damn, got to go to this job again. That, and that's probably what it would have been like playing for Coach Gruden if you're Tom. Well, you went from Chucky face to Mr. <laughs> Happy-Go-Lucky, Coach Happy-Go-Lucky exactly. Bruce Arians. Let's go play golf at 3 o'clock. Who's the, who's the ultimate player's coach. Right. So I think that's what he was looking for. He, I don't, like I said, I, do I believe Tom could have made it work? But I don't think Tom was looking for He had just left a situation in New England where the coach was overbearing. Why the hell you want to go jump right back into another situation where the coach is overbearing? I think this was the, the best decision was one that was taken out of his hand because it seems like he wanted this decision. But because that decision didn't want him, he was able to go to Tampa, parlay that, and play what? This would be his third, this would be a third year. And he's gone, won a Super Bowl, had a team in the playoffs, prime position again. But yeah, it, it, it probably nicked his pride a lot. Because he had just got Skip, he had just got shown the door in New England. Yeah. And, and so my first opportunity at dating again, Skip, he say no. Whoa, wait a minute. I'm already grieving. My last girlfriend didn't want me anymore. The first one, I think this is gonna be great, and uh, she don't want I, me either. I also believe with all my heart and soul that Shanahan said no twice to him. Yeah. And that was his childhood dream team of Joe Montana, yes. right? Yeah, Skip. I mean, Kyle, Kyle feel pretty good about what do I can call plays. I don't need your help. I don't need your input. That's how, Skip, I mean, that's how these guys are. The man is going to what? He's going to call the Super Bowls. He's at the MVP. Got a Matt Ryan of MVP. Uh, we see that he got he got Jimmy G. Jimmy G was his quarterback, and this man got to the Super Bowl. He did. So ain't no question in my mind with Tom Brady is 100,000 trillion zillion times better than Jimmy G. Yep. He could have gotten to the Super Bowl with that. And yet, bottom line, there's no question in my mind Today, at this moment, Brady not happy with Gronk. And now I'm yeah. leaning toward <laughs> your thought, your position, that Gronk is officially completely out of it, even though his agent and his girlfriend said uh, not so fast on this one. This is why you got to be careful in television. Because what I think Gronk was doing was kind of teasing, maybe hoping that, tell him, tell him. And, uh, uh, and Dana White says, nah. But Skip, when you're in television, you got to be careful not to use up all your ammunition in the first two or three weeks of the show, because then what what, what you got to sell? Well, I got it, but you you also want to make a splash on opening yeah. night, and did he ever? But, but 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 hold on, Skip, you're making a splash at, at one of your boys. At his expense, <laughs> exactly. Because now he's got to live with yeah. Derek let, Carr, right? Let, let me let me find another another story, although not as compelling, not as juicy. Yeah. But I think the fan, because it is, for the most part, I think many things because Gronk is that guy. Uh, that fun-loving, he's going to have great stories to tell. I believe he had another story that he could have told, although it wouldn't have done this, but it still people would have found it entertaining. But for him to tell that story, Skip, that's at a UFC. Skip, that's not a football event. 
I can see if he's at the Super Bowl and he's yeah. at a round table yeah. or he's at something that's football related. Skip, that's a UFC fight. And, it, and, and so that basically inter, it interrupted our normally scheduled programming yep. by him saying what he said. Mm. Gronk wants to be a full-time broadcaster. <laughs> I think that might be, yep. the, unless he planned on going somewhere else other than Tampa. I doubt that very seriously. <laughs> way to go, Gronk. He is well on his way to being a shock jock. That's yes. for sure. What a splash. All right, gentlemen, let's talk about Skip's Cowboys a little bit. Is the key to their success their new return specialist? Oh, Plus, we're going to break down some Chet Holmgren taking on LeBron during a pro-am. That and a whole lot more coming up when we come back. No mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. 
USFL MVP Gavante Turpin turning heads Saturday. He returned not only a kickoff, but also a punt for a touchdown in the Cowboys' 32-18 win over the Chargers. Mike McCarthy called the return specialist, quote, very dynamic when it comes to his role on special teams. Shannon, scale of 1-10. to 10. How much impact do you think he's going to have on the Cowboys this season? I think it's going to be at least eight. That's at the bare minimum. At the bare, at the wow. bare, at the bare minimum. Cowboy hater Shannon Sharp goes to eight? <laughs> at least the bare Woo. minimum. Skip, we talked about this kid. I said, Skip, I'm going to be shocked if this kid is not on somebody's roster in camp. And it took the well, down. When he was in USFL, yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about him numerous Just times. about every week. <laughs> and, and, and so for me, Skip, look, it's hard to see a scenario in which he plays because he, he just made the roster with, with this game alone, so we don't have to worry about him. I thought he was going to make it anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> but, but he assured himself yeah, now. Okay. Skip, even if, and it's hard for me to believe that in 17 games he won't return at least a punt or a kickoff or a touchdown. But let's just say for the sake of argument that he doesn't. The fact of the matter is he's going to force somebody to shank a punt. He's going to force somebody to shank a kickoff, and now all of a sudden they're going to get the ball at the 40. Or they're going to get exceptional field position on a punt because they're afraid to punt the ball down the field. Now, one thing that you cannot do with any good returner is punt the ball down the middle of the field. you got to punt the ball outside of the numbers and collapse him and force him at the sideline as an extra defender. When you punt the ball or you kick the ball, now Bones is a special teams coach. Yep. I'm Fossil. thinking John yeah. Bones Fossil. I, I've known him basically his whole life because yeah. his dad was my offensive coordinator in Denver in 93 and 94. Jim. Skip, he's going to say, if you catch this ball coming forward, anything up to five yards deep in the end zone, bring it out. And so when I look at their numbers, the Cowboys was 28th average field position after punt. There was 27th average field position after kickoff. Now, the overall average field position was a little better because of the takeaways. But if you just look at the special teams, let's just say, Skip, they get to the middle of the field, middle of the pack. They get the 15th in field position. Now, your offense doesn't go near, have to go nearly as far. One first down, now you might be in field goal range. You know, three first downs, you got a touchdown. So now he flips the field position battle. So we know that the Cowboys were high in points scored and in field and yards gained. So now, Skip, they might not be the same yards gained because they're not going to have to go as far thanks to this young man. He's a dynamic, and maybe he's just coming into his own because if I'm not mistaken, he went undrafted in 2019. He did. So <clears throat> now maybe he's just found, so you know what? I belong after doing what he did in the USFL mm-hmm. because he was special there. He was the MVP. Think about that. The guy was the MVP of the league as a returner. So he gets his opportunity with the Cowboys, and he looked like he's going to cash in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say at the bare minimum he'll help for eight for the simple fact, even if he doesn't return one, which I believe that he will, is that the field position that he's going to start the Dallas Cowboys in will be worth it. So for me, it's been a long time since the Cowboys have had a returner. Dion, I think if I'm not mistaken, primetime is the, is the all-time leading returner with four touchdowns. I'm not saying he's primetime, but he might be their best return man since primetime. He did a little Dion as he crossed the goal line the other night. <laughs> he got a right? great number, that number two. That's special. Uh, that'll work. You know what? I, I'm thinking I might just have to order me another two jersey. See, I got me 11. I got me a new 88. I might need a number two. That's why the Cowboys are the number one in memorabilia sale, in paraphernalia sale, because the people like you buying 15 jerseys, 14 flags and pendants. Shannon Sharp, I have one question for you as the number one Cowboy hater. Yes. Is it possible that you have a hidden agenda here that you're trying to set me up for an even longer fall onto my face again when my Cowboy 
team craps out on me somewhere in, in December. The At least the playoffs. No, 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 Skip. You know, you know that. Do you know one thing? I don't try to give. I don't give no. I, I call it like I see it when it comes to your Cowboys. I tell you, they terrible, they terrible. But. You watch this kid, and you see how dynamic I, he can be. I know when you are authentic in your take, and this sounds like 1,000% genuine on your yes, part. You're yes. going all the way up to an eight. Yeah, trust me. I was like, damn. Thank well, you. He really going to help you. the Cowboys. Good, 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 good. I hope so. <laughs> finally, finally, I saw on Saturday night a flash of hope, a ray of light. Little number two got loose, not once, but twice. Mm -hmm. He got loose on a 98-yard kickoff and then whatever it was, an 86-yard punt return. Mm -hmm. And the punt return was even more impressive than the kickoff because he slipped and slid all, out, all around everybody. He has easy speed, and it is slippery speed. Mm -hmm. It is shifty, mm -hmm. slippery speed. Right. He was timed coming out of TCU at 4-3-3 on his pro day. And he does not look like he's running that fast. Right. But he's running fast. Yeah, great and, start, stop, change of direction. It's tremendous. And that's what you need to be a returner. Okay. So how in the name of Neon Deion Sanders did this kid play in five leagues in five years since he left TCU? Mm -hmm. What the heck just happened to KVT Cavante Turpin? Because I got to tell you, I've told you this before when we were looking at the highlights of the USFL. Yeah. He bedeviled my Oklahoma Sooners when he was at TCU. He scared yeah. the unholy hell out of me every time he touched the football because he was a touchdown, broken field touchdown waiting to happen. Yes. If you can get him the ball in space, he is hard to handle. So my point is that I look hard at what just happened. He was convicted of assaulting his girlfriend midway through that 2018, his final season mm -hmm. at TCU. And at that point, the head coach, Gary Patterson, and staff found out that he had had another assault charge previous to that. It was assaulting a family member. Mm -hmm. And they said, good night and good luck to right. little Cavante. Mm -hmm. He was gone at midseason. Right. I guess I'm having to factor that into why he didn't oh, get absolutely. drafted, right? Absolutely, okay. yeah. And I guess I have to factor it in as to why he wound up playing in the European League in Poland. He played in Poland. This little <laughs> yeah. kid played in I Poland. Know, I didn't know Poland had a football. I'm not football, talking American about Poland football. Springs Water. I'm talking about he played football no. in Poland. Yeah, I didn't. You're kidding. <laughs> and then he played in that fan-controlled football league, yeah. which is kind of the, the lowest level. It's almost like for semi-retired players who just want to have fun, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. Johnny Manziel or T.O. or something. Yeah. Let's just have a blast. Right. Let's go out and play. Mm -hmm. He played in that. But then he played in the USFL. And I, I got to tell you, we twice did highlights of him. big highlights, big highlights of him. Could, could we see what Shannon and I reacted to twice on USFL Mondays? We obviously had that league here on Fox. And this was the first one. Good night. Yeah. Good night. See, get him in space. Is, is that not fake your jock off? Yes. Okay. He's another guy and, you put him inside the numbers again. on the punt return. The punt returns. This was the first ever USFL punt return touchdown and it's it looked pretty much like what i saw on saturday night yeah. he is very special yeah. he's a small guy okay. that, that works well in space so shannon sharp he led the usfl in receiving yards mm -hmm. so as he said after the game on saturday night yes returning is what i do but i want to show you i can be a receiver here too right well if you lead the usfl in receiving yards i got to give him a shot yeah. to be a 
substantial part of the offense. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay, won't Kellen Moore, Moore just be, like, doing this? Like, yeah. I, 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 I can Skip, think of I, I think he's going to be their specialty guy. But I also like the fact that, Skip, now that he's your every everyday ter- returner, every, uh, uh, returner, guess what? Now you get to put uh, uh, the other guy in with Zeke. And so now you don't have to worry about that. Pollard. So, Pollard. Yeah. so now maybe, Skip, he gets more touches, which you want to see him get on the offensive side because he doesn't have to ret- worry about the return because now that's in Turpentine's hand. Okay. So I, I, I like it. I, I like this kid, Skip. Like I said, it's hard for me to believe that over 17 games he won't get at least one punt or kick return. He might get two. But I think the field position that he's going to allow the Cowboys to start at Yep. Because now all of a sudden, Skip, I don't need I don't need three or four first downs. I need two first downs, and I'm in field goal range. Okay. So can you see an occasional jet sweep or a little, oh, yeah, little absolutely. slot yeah. re- inside reverse? Or a, a jailbreak screen. Yeah. Okay. Or, or yeah. A, yeah, what do you call it? Yeah. Bubble screen. We call it jail. But yeah. Oh, absolutely, Skip. I, 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 I'm gonna give him have a couple of plays a game. Whew. Because the last I don't want to, you know. But the punt return and kick return. Skip, that's a that's a that's a huge advantage. Just a flip. I get you backed up. Oh, I'm setting the return up. Okay. I'm setting the return. I get you backed up in your end zone. Oh, because I know you don't want to punt it down the middle of the field. You want to try to punt it to the numbers, and there's a great chance you're gonna shank it because you don't want him to get the ball because you correct. backed up and they got a hole. You worried about me blocking it? So absolutely, I'm gonna set the return up. If they backed up and he gets this ball at midfield before you get your hands on him, he's gonna be at the forty. Saturday night, I sat back and I thought, glory be, maybe my Cowboys did do something during the offseason. I thought Jerry did nothing. But they did go get the USFL MVP. (laughs) It's hard to be the MVP when you're 5'7", 160 pounds, and you don't play quarterback, right? right? Yes. So that was special stuff in in that Right, the rebirth of that league. I think right? that's one of the reasons why people are afraid to use him on offense, Skip, because he is so small. And okay. it, you know, it's and, but you can get him in space. I mean, you can design play, design ways to get him the ball, put him in space. We well, don't have to bang. Obviously, you're not trying to run him up inside. But the return game, Skip, with space around, if you punt that ball down the middle of the field, you're asking for trouble. You better pin him to the sideline, which means punt the ball outside of the numbers, so your team has a chance to collapse him and don't let him reverse. Field on you so when they signed him it was a footnote and i thought wait a minute he was the usfl mvp and then all along through camp i kept reading stories wonder if he's going to make the cut and make the roster and i'm thinking he was the mvp what what are we talking about here and then after the game well that cinches it he's going to make the. (laughs) i hope it does (laughs) he could change my life yeah he could bring a a new transfusion (laughs) of energy and urgency to that offense he he can bring some voltage they don't have where it's it's like dak ran out on the field after the punt return he's just playing with him and pushing him like you know out out of uh, yes you know he he loves it right you, you look you remember devin hester Dante Hall, Tyreek Hill, guys that can flip the field position in the blink of an eye. It changes it, made it them, it made them so much more dynamic. The kid is is he's electric. So now the Dallas Cowboys have a secret weapon. Obviously, you want to score points, but he makes your job. It's a lot easier to go 50 yards than it is 80 and 90 to get a touchdown. Trust me. Is it? <laughs> so all of a sudden I said. I don't know. It looks like CD or bust at the receiver. Well, maybe it's not bust. Maybe he can help. Maybe he can he can add a little bit of j- just a, a little bit of newness to it, freshness right. to it, 
and, and a little urgency to try some other play calls. Right. Where I don't know, Michael Gallup's going to be out four, six, eight weeks. I'm not sure coming off the ACL right. mending. And obviously, they lost no, Amari and they, they lost said, said Wilson. Wilson in the slot. Maybe this is it. Maybe right. this, I, I keep saying, they're going to have to win it with their defense. Maybe this gives Man, them a chance. He runs two, he have two return for a touchdown. And all of a sudden, you trust him more than Noah Brown and, and Tolbert. <laughs> the kid they took in the third round. Listen, I, I watched Jalen Tolbert all of his snaps the other night. I'm not seeing it. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm, I'm holding him to the highest of bars because I'm having to rank him and grade him as a raw third-round draft pick right. as a starter. Right. Because he's going to have to, I thought, blend right, right in as right. a starting player. Well, you, right you take a guy when you, when, you, when you already know what you need. So he was a – Skip, he was a, 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 a feel-the-need guy. You lose Amari, you lose Cedric Wilson. Okay, Michael Gallup, you know, so you know going in, Skip, this is a need guy. I'm going to need him to play right away. This is not a guy, this is not a project, oh, we bring him along. We think he has the talent to be good in a year or two. He's going to have to play, he's going to have to be good right now, considering that three of the main guys that you had last year are elsewhere or injured. So he, he got to grow up. I mean, sometimes, Skip, you got to be a man of the house before you even become a man. Well, son, you're gonna have to be you have to be a big time player before you're supposed to be a big time player. It is what it is. So usually Jerry cannot help himself and keep himself from crowing over somebody they signed, but he hasn't said a peep about this kid. Right. And I, I'm I'm like shook about it. Maybe it was because of the domestic abuse. Right. Charging. Yeah, well, you, well, that's the thing, Skip. They don't, you don't want to make it because people now that you mentioned it. Guess what? People gonna go back. They gonna yeah, start. They, they, they gonna go back and dig it up. And I can't believe the NFL. I can't believe Jerry. It's about to happen. So they try to keep it low profile. Keep try to keep it low. Keep him flying up under the screen. But I, you can only keep it so low because once he did this right here, Skip. Let me see. Man, why this man wasn't in the NFL the last couple of years? What what transpired to keep him out of the league? They're, I don't care what anybody say. Preseason, if you want to. You ain't running back two returns. If it was that easy, there'd be a lot of guys that ran back two returns in correct. a preseason game. And given this team's fairly ugly police blotter history, maybe he just fits right in. I don't know. Because if you look back at the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s Cowboys, uh, they made trouble yeah. off the field. But you know what, Skip? I don't think he's had any other incidents. And for me, an apology or, or a sincere apology, the best apology is change behavior. So hopefully he's learned from those. Hopefully. He's grown. He's gotten the help that he needs. And he spoke about it earlier in camp, and that's what he said. And I'm, I'm going to have to believe him and go with it yep. and root for him. And this is a difference maker. Yes. He definitely has the potential to really, really help your Cowboys. And Thank I you. hate that. Says Shannon Sharp. I hate it still. Whew. <laughs> You ain't to come out here every week with a number two jersey. I on. just might. so many different fashion choices, Skip. Which jersey are you gonna wear when? Does it happen Monday? Does it happen Friday? Michael Parsons. That's his favorite that? cowboy now. Thanks to you, you saw him coming before I did for once, and it hurt you. All right, guys, let's move on to the NBA. We got to talk about Skip guy LeBron. All right, Chet Holmgren participating in the crossover pro am in Seattle over the weekend, where yes. He stopped LeBron from scoring on a one-on-one -on -one fast break, but Holmgren ended up rolling his ankle on the play. Shannon, how foolish did LeBron make
make Chet look up. I don't think he made him look foolish. I think I think I thought Chet did a great job. Even as LeBron crossed him up and, and, and tried LeBron, he made LeBron attempt a very, very difficult for a shot. Actually, it was a, a circus shot over, over the back of his head. We've seen MJ make one of those shots with his tongue hanging out where he just throws it over, over his shoulder and the ball goes in. He made LeBron look. LeBron crossed him. He's right there. He did a great job challenging the shot. LeBron didn't make him look foolish. I think the thing is, Skip, you've been around this sport for 40-plus years. You know in professional sports, Anybody that's in professional sports can make anybody else in professional sports look foolish. That's why you got an eight, a 19, 20-year-old rookie, Allen Iverson, cross Jordan up, and we had never seen that before. That is true. We, you can take the worst, the best wide receiver, and on a given play, a guy that's an undrafted free agent at corner can make him look foolish. That's the thing about professional sports. There's a very, very fine line between the good, the great, and the historical. Yep. And so I thought Chet Holmgren did it very, very well. Now, he did come up limping in this situation, he and he came out. I don't think he looked foolish, but I still have the same concerns, his body. I don't believe he's going to have the type of body that's going to be, I mean, he's going to be Kevin Durant. Body frame. I didn't say anything about him being Kevin uh, Durant, the player. Yep. So that's my concern, Skip. I just think, man. I'm like, how are you going to take pounding? And I understand it's a more of a wide open game and spacing game and all that. I get all of that. But that's still seven foot and 190 pounds. That's still what that is. And guys like LeBron and Zion that's going to be banging into him and running into him. Skip, I, I just, I, I just, that's my only concern. I think the kid is skilled, but that body size, that size, I mean, and look at his shoulders, Skip. Look at LeBron's shoulders and look at his shoulders. That tells you everything you need to know, Skip. I agree. He's never going to be a big man. Yep. He's never going to be a big man. You see, LeBron LeBron can put could put size on. We saw LeBron from a rookie to where he is now. You look at Giannis. Look at Giannis from where he was. But you look at Giannis' shoulders. Giannis was a uh, 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 bony, but he had a wide frame. So that frame tells you you can add to it. I built a 20,000-square-foot home, Skip, and I just got an empty shell. I can add rooms to it. I built a 1,000-square-foot. I can only do so much with it. On that frame right there with those narrow clavicles and shoulder blades, he can only get so big. Yeah. <laughs> if I put a picture of Kevin Durant where LeBron's is yeah. right now, you'd say, yeah, pretty similar body type. Yeah. I'm not saying he'll ever be remotely Kevin Durant. Right. But in body type, it's not into the world if you're Kevin Durant, who is born with natural style. I don't think he's a weight room guy. I no, 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 no. But, but Kevin has God-given natural strength that works in the NBA, yes, right? And it yes. worked from the start. It right. wasn't like everybody said, boy, when's he going to get his man body? But that's what he people, never got his man Skip, body. That's what, remember, he couldn't bitch 135, and people were like, well, damn, how is he going to play in the NBA? true. How is he going to play in the NBA? Because I, I the basketball he, he is a 135. He couldn't do one rep at the combat. He couldn't do one rep. Well, the basketball, I'm not worried about that because the basketball doesn't weigh 135 pounds. If no. it did, I'd be concerned about okay. Kevin Durant. All right. So I click on this link as Chet trended all Saturday. And I experienced the ridicule down this thread of Chet, 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 and everybody's making fun of how Chet got destroyed on this play. Well, he might get destroyed once the real game starts. Right. But to your point, and I appreciate what you said, he did not get destroyed no. or made to look foolish. He didn't. He didn't deserve any ridicule here because as I watched this play, if we could see it again, I see Chet not only stand his ground, but he got up underneath LeBron. He played it perfect. He, he cut him off at the pass. Cut he him off the left. Yep. 
He actually got a hand on the ball early, yeah. and it distracted LeBron just for a touch. And at the last second, LeBron had no choice but to pivot and swoop and try to do the circus shot, <laughs> yeah. right? He yeah. tried to go three or 180, yeah, actually. Right. And the, the shot, watch the shot. It misses everything. It missed the rim, right? It missed everything, yeah. and it gets tipped in on the My fly. Who, who was that? Was that Murray? Uh, it may have been DeJounte. I think it was DeJounte. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's a follow tip on right. the break, but – but Chet plays it about as well as you can play it, especially in a game in which, I don't know if Chet got the memo here, but nobody's going to play defense <laughs> exactly. because they're all there to watch LeBron slam it. Right. And, again, he did not want to get victimized, so he's actually trying to paw the basketball right. to, to keep LeBron from going straight up. And then he cuts him off at the pass, and yet there was condensation on the floor because it was so humid in Seattle, right. like rarely humid on Saturday. I, I, I think uh, a Jamal Crawford tweeted, someone, a fire extinguisher, they pulled a fire alarm, and they said it was best if they closed the doors, and it was a relatively hot day, so the guy's sweating, the gym is packed with people, and so the condensation started to build. I hate that that happened, but for a brief period, some kids in Seattle got an opportunity to see NBA players, probably something they would never they go, were going to see. Okay, now I got to give high marks to your man LeBron James for showing up for this game yeah. because it surprised me because he doesn't need to go here. It it's not like everybody. playing in the Drew League, which is just vintage, classic, right. I got to do this. Or the Rucker. It, right, or Rucker. <laughs> you know, obviously, this is the crossover pro-am game up right. in Seattle right. in a very small venue on a small college campus. Mm -hmm. Nobody really knows that much about it. And they announced the day before LeBron's coming. And it's free admission, which created chaos. <laughs> exactly. you know, they're lined up around seven right. blocks trying to get in. You, look, you can see uh, uh, parents putting the kids on their shoulder so they get opportunities yeah. to see. see. Yeah. So everybody comes out to see LeBron. I'm happy they got to see him in person in Seattle, which no longer, thanks to my Oklahoma City, has. I think they're going to get a team. I, I, get a I team do too. too. I agree. And they deserve a team. Yeah, and I think they, they would completely, utterly support a team and make it a huge success. Yes. They might be first on the list to get a yes. team. But the point is, why did LeBron go? Because it, it's not a one-hour flight from L.A. to Seattle. No. I used to do it all the time. It, it's it's two and a half hours. It, it's a long ways up there. It's Seattle, way up to the top of Seattle's the Seattle's far from everything except Alaska. That is Because <laughs> I, uh, when I was a free agent uh, after the 2001 season, yep. Seattle recruited me. And I was like, Whew. Yeah, nah, my kids were young. I said, man, I can't be asking my sister or my girlfriend to go Long. down to Atlanta, pick the kids up, or down to Florida, pick the kids up, and fly all the way back to Seattle, and then fly all the way. Nah, I said, nah. Okay, nah. I believe this bodes well <laughs> for next year's, this coming year's Lakers. I believe LeBron is very proud of the work he has put in, not yes. only on his body, but yes. in the lab. Yes. I believe he thinks he's primed to have a good to great year yeah. again at age, what are we up to? He'll be 38 in December. in December, but right. it's year 20. Right. And he looks, we, hadn't seen him, we hadn't seen him play a whole bunch of these, Skip. Mm -hmm. I think he's played, I think he's played what? The Drew League once, maybe. I think he's going to Rucker. He was supposed to play one year with Jay-Z against Fat Joe, yep. and it was going, you know, had, had, had a team. A and, and, match right, right. And, it, and it ended up being a blackout, and nobody got an opportunity to play. But he doesn't play in a whole lot of these. Now, he will show up at a gym, get a run or two in, but not, not these pro am. Itching to play basketball again. I think he does not like what happened last year when he was restricted to playing 55 games by injury. Right. I think he never got right at the end of the year. He never felt right about how it ended. They went 33 and 49. They missed the play-in tournament, 
And he knows full well that there's going to be a lot of video taken and his body and his skills are going to be on full display through the weekend. I think he went up there to say, hey, everybody, look what I've been doing. Yep. Plus, Giannis is the best player. Jokic is better now. Luka is better now. Steph Curry is better now. Kevin Durant is better now. When have we not talked about LeBron James being the top one, two, or three? Now they're talking about, I don't know, he might be the sixth or seventh best player in the NBA. Yep. Don't think that man doesn't hear that. Don't think that man is, is ready to relinquish his throne as one of the handful of best. Not handful. He says, I'm either one or two. I'm not ready to give that up, and I'm going to show you. I put the work in. I've been in the lab. Let me show up at the pro and let me show what I, you know, you young fellas, what I've been working on. So I agree with you. I believe he's prime to come back and to have an outstanding season. The question is whether or not the question is not whether he can play because we know he can play injury because for the most part, as you mentioned, before he got here, he missed a handful of games because of injury. A lot of times when LeBron was out, it was just maintenance. It was rest. Agreed. Now we saw him miss 27, 30 games with a groin. We saw him miss 15, 16 games with an ankle. Okay. We saw the injury last year that forced him to sit down. So if he can stay relatively healthy, I'm not worried about what LeBron's going to be able to do because I already know what he can do. Okay. Now back to Chet Holmgren. What did this tell you about his potential future in this league? Well, I agree with every point you made. I, I was disappointed in him at the Summer League numerous times. Right. He doesn't play aggressive enough. He doesn't play physically enough. You can say, well, he doesn't have much to play physically with. <laughs> but what he has is seven feet and seven six. Right. He is seven feet six inch in weeks. Yeah. And all I know for sure is that will translate. What he did to LeBron, he made him change his yeah. direction and shot. Mm -hmm. I believe you're going to see a whole lot of that. So defensively, rim protection-wise, I think that will translate immediately because he's a quick jumper. Yes. He's got pretty good feet. If you get him on the perimeter, he's like all the other seven-footers. He, yeah, he looks yeah, like he's yeah. on skates. But, right. but the point is, in the lane, he has good feet, and he has not good. I, I'm going to go to great anticipation to block the shot. Yeah, you oh, you yeah, have to be yeah. able to time it yeah. and feel it. And, and sort of outwit and outthink the man with the basketball and As not go for the pump. You, yeah. you, you have to stay down and then go when he goes. Right. And I, I've seen greatness in, in only that respect. Obviously, he's got a nice three-point stroke. Is, is it going to translate? Because the, the line is obviously a little farther. We saw him make some in the summer league. Yeah. But are you going to have the guts? Because the spotlight is going to be on you. Are you going to be able to maintain your, your, your poise on that shot and make – 34% of them, 35% of them, well, he needs and to become be better a weapon. Well, I'm just saying, can you become that kind of weapon? Can you make people respect that shot? Right. Because that's what he can be, a 3 and D. Well, I think that's going to be have to be the best part of his aspect because, Skip, I don't think he's physical enough or built sturdy enough to go out there and try to bang and get some easy buckets on no. the, oh, 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 in the paint. I saw I, him occasionally. He shot a left-handed jump hook in the summer league. Yeah. I said, if you can do that, nobody can stop that. Right. Okay? But – I do like his ability to alter or block shots. Yeah. Mainly more alter than block. He just altered LeBron. He, and I'm sure LeBron's like, God, they're, they're barely a minute into an exhibition game. And the yeah, idea they do is play a D. That you're not supposed to play D. <laughs> and I think LeBron's like, come on, give me a right, break, kid. Right. But I think LeBron also, I, I think 
the kid earned an ounce of respect right. from LeBron because he didn't back down right. from the confrontation. Well, I think in the game, LeBron would have just like, once he didn't cross him over and he didn't go for the fake, fake LeBron would have just cuffed the ball. And had put it. Yeah, just power. <laughs> just right. power up right So LeBron would be like, okay, you, you're here. Let me, let me try okay, some circus. But, but LeBron didn't want a full-on collision right, exactly. in an yeah, exhibition no, no. game. Okay, I, I got you. We saw people just overpower him. Yes. But... W- I saw him change a bunch of shots yeah, in the he summer will. league. Yeah. That's what he's got. Yeah. Whew. Well, gentlemen, the good news is Chet's ankle doesn't seem to be a serious injury, so shouldn't affect okay. him at all going forward for training camp, preseason, or the regular season. All right, let's get back to Skip's Cowboys when we return. Do the latest rankings mean Dak actually is not the most valuable player on Dallas's roster? <laughs> well, explain on the other side of this break. No mercy. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Top 100 Players of 2022, as voted on by the players, continues to roll out. Dak Prescott ranked 44th, while teammate Trayvon Diggs lands at number 23. Shannon, jump in here. Did the players get this one right? No, I don't think that they did. I think it's a little bit too high for both of those guys. Skip, I'm not so sure that I'm taking Dak over Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. Maybe, maybe, maybe Derek Carr. But I'm definitely not taking him over Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. Kyler was 57. Russell Wilson was 65. Uh, for Trayvon Diggs, look, I get it. 11 interceptions, that's the most in 40 years since Everton Wall had uh, 11 in 1981, his rookie season. He had the most interception, but he gave up the most receiving yards. He's the ultimate what we call feast of famine. Either he's going to eat good or the receiver's going to eat good. And so for me, when I look at it, Skip, Jamar Chase had it. Even And I understand, it's not a lifetime achievement award. But Jamar Chase season as a rookie was more impressive to me because it was a record. He had the most receiving yards by a rookie in NFL history. So I'm going to go Chase. You look at uh, uh, Nick and Joey Bosa. Now, I definitely think uh, uh, Nick Bosa had a better season considering he came back from, an, uh, I think, an ACL injury skip yeah. and, was, and was tremendous. So for me, I think it was a little high for both of those guys. Like I said, I'm not taking Calamur. I'm not taking Calamur and Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. And I'm Matthew Stafford. I don't know what kind of better season Matthew Stafford could have had. Matthew Stafford had a better season than Trayvon Diggs. This is just as simple as that. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Look, I get it. I like Quentin Nelson, but it's hard to uh, evaluate offensive linemen because, Skip, they don't get stats. They don't get sacks. They don't get rushing yards. They don't catch passes. So how do we properly evaluate an offensive lineman? Look at Jonathan Taylor's numbers. He's the best offensive lineman on there. He's one of the two best guards in all of football, yep. whether you like him or Zach Martin. Both of those are Notre Dame boys. Uh, 
But for me, I think both guys were rated a little high for me. Mm. Shannon Sharp, you being the Pro Football <laughs> Hall of Fame, this list annually is my pettest peeve on this show. <laughs> my pettest peeve because it takes the cake for peeves for me <laughs> because I can't fathom, first of all, how you rank quarterbacks, you, you just scatter them all out through the top 100. Right. Obviously, it's the most valuable position to me in all of sports. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest position to play in all of yes. sports. So, theoretically, you should take the top 15 or so quarterbacks, and they should be the first 15 on this <laughs> list. But that's not how it's that's going to work, it because Aaron Donald will be number one on this list. You think I so? Be, well, I just bet you he has He's going to be one or two. Like, Aaron Rodgers might be one, but he'll be one or two. No, he'll be number one. You think so? Yeah, it's just, it's almost like that's the, the chic way to go. That's, that's the, <laughs> the flavor du jour is, is Aaron Donald is the best, and everybody sort of, all the players think, oh, he's the best player. He's the greatest defense player ever. We don't think so, but a lot of people think that already. Yes. They did win the Super Bowl, and he w was very dominant in the Super Bowl, albeit against the Cincinnati <laughs> line that was just a mess <laughs> that has been completely rebuilt for the five positions changed out. Mm -hmm. The point is... Your whole list for me is disqualified when you, you rank Trevon Diggs 23 and Dak Prescott 44. It's, it's laughable. It's, <laughs> it's comical to me because you cannot justify that Trevon is better than Dak. Right. Okay. As much as I like Trevon, I, I, I like hate him because of everything you said. He, he is feast or famine. He is sink or swim. Would you believe that Pro Football Focus graded him last year for the regular season 90th among cornerbacks? Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he gave up the single most passing yards in all of football. He gave it up. Mm -hmm. He also did something for the first the 140 most years. Okay? It's what you call a cluer. It's yeah. a gambler. He, he's going to feast or famine mm -hmm. you because we saw it in the New England game. He feasted and then he famined because yeah. they turned after he picks the ball off, they turn right, right. around and go right back at him. Go and him. For a touchdown. Yeah, okay. Because that's who he is. We saw it his first year. He, he, he's got ability. He runs pretty well. He's right. not a blazer. No, he's not a burner. No, no but, but heck, we saw Micah outrun him. I'm not sure Trevon was trying that hard in the, but he knew he wasn't going to beat Micah, so you might as well just... Well, you're just not going to beat him. Exactly. And by the way, thank you for bringing up Micah Parsons because he is still not yet ranked, which means he's going to fall somewhere in the top 20. Mm, yeah. I think he belongs in the top 10. He might even get in the but top 10. I, I have a hard time sort of quantifying this or justifying it, but for me, Micah is the more impactful player on my Cowboys, well, yeah, even though the, he doesn't play quarterback. Yeah, well, right? he's the best player on your Cowboys. Okay. But I don't, you know, Dak has to, he's playing the hardest position. He's not more valuable than That's Dak. That's what I'm saying. But he's, he's more, more impactful more than Dak. He is more impactful. He is the single most impactful, and I hope he makes top 10. I doubt he will. He'll I, be close. I, I think he'll be somewhere 15-ish, but whatever. I mean, he's a rookie last Yes. But yes. I think they can see, players around the league can see, wait a second. Right. That's different, mm -hmm. and that's special. Right. And... Not many can do what he Well, does. we still got three quarterbacks. You still got Mahomes. You still got Rodgers. You still got Brady. You still have Aaron Donald. Trent Williams might make top 10. You still have Jonathan Taylor. 
who hasn't come up the board if I'm not if, if, if I'm mistaken. So that's six right there. Okay. So it's gonna be Justin Jefferson, I don't think has come up the board. Cooper Cup hasn't come up the board. Well, Devontae yeah. Adams no. hasn't come well, up the they're, board. They're gonna be top ten. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden it's getting crowded in the top ten. Exactly, right? exactly, exactly. Okay. So how in the world? I, listen, Dak had a pretty great year last yeah, year. Yeah. His offense led in points and led in yards. Right. Well, he has to have a whole lot to do with that. So what happened last year? He had career highs in completions, completion percentage, and in touchdown passes, 37, which set the franchise single-season record. But it took five <laughs> in the finale at Philly when they were Again, playing the practice team. squad. Yeah. They, they were playing their scout team. They were. I, I didn't even know any of them right. on defense. Mm-hmm. They sat everybody down right. and Dak through five touchdown passes. Right. Well, he still got to 37, so I'm not going to discount it too right. much. But – he had a pretty great year. Right. So I get it that three of the le- the previous four years, he didn't even make the top 100. Right. And I think the thing is, Skip, coming off the injury, he got hurt. And when he wasn't hurt, he didn't play particularly well. So now he comes back. He put together, like you said, even though the five touchdowns came against less than, you know, breathtaking competition, he did bounce back, get his team into the playoffs, considering he didn't play very well. He got injured and they weren't in the playoffs. So... And I don't think the year I don't think the year before they were they in the playoff the year before. Which year are you talking about now? Because uh, Dak he got hurt one year. Okay, so they went 2016, 18, right? Right. And then he got hurt in, in 20. 20. Right. So that was it. It's right. 18. Mm-hmm. And then last year. Right. Okay. Did they, they didn't make the playoffs in 19, did they? No. Yeah. So they go Thanks back to, to back. Dak crumbling down. The right. Stretch. So they go back to back years of not making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He comes off an injury. It makes the playoffs. So I can, I, I can see that. But, Skip, uh, uh, and me, maybe like, you like both guys. You like Dak because he plays for your team. You like Kyler because he was at OU. Would you take Dak no, over Kyler? I would not. I would take Kyler. Even though Kyler has a whole lot more to prove. At yeah. least Dak won in one playoff game, right? right? right and he's right, played in right. one, two, three, four. He's right. played in four. So he's one and three in playoff games. Correct. Well, Kyler finally Played one and got blown off the field. So, you know, just gut feeling, I would take Kyler. I I just think he's got a little better arm than Dak. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, just a quick point on Kyler. They let him call plays last night for a couple of series. Cliff Kingsbury will never do this. It's what we talked about, Gruden and Brady. Right. Because Cliff wants to control it, and his ego is attached to, I'm the wizard of play calling. The wizard of play calling would be Kyler Murray. He is a a, a video game wizard. I mean, yeah. he's, he's highly ranked. Well, if you want to, if you want to be in that Peyton Manning skip, hey. you can never. People are going to have to ne- never ever question your study habits. That's one okay. thing. I, Peyton, I, they let Peyton okay. call him, but okay, you know I how much it. time Peyton. I got it. But but Kyler has incredible instincts for what works on the fly. Yeah. And if you did let him, he'd have to study more. But yeah. But again, he he could call it. And feel it and believe it more than what what right. Cliff calls because if I know Kyler half the time he's thinking really yeah but Skip I mean the call play Skip you really got to give your life up at, at, at that position because you understand how much time coaches I mean our coaches at the height when I was in Denver they're spending a hundred hours a week now how many hours are there in a week and the coaches were spending a hundred hours so imagine an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator that's going to call the plays so not only are you going to have to now they're just calling plays. Kyler Murray has to call the plays and has to go play the game. Okay. Are you sure you want that on your plate? I'm talking about instincts and intuition. Oh, yeah, tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Like, 
very special, rare instincts coupled with intuition. I feel it. I know this will work. It's why he's so great at video games. He's he's a like internationally yeah. good. I, I think the thing, Skip, when you call plays, when I call a play, I send that play in. I ain't worried about what's going on. I'm on to the next. I'm thinking about what I'm going to call on second down, what I'm going to call on third down. What defense are they going to be in? Now, this, my cousin Machida is telling me this is what they like to do on second down. Okay, this, sometimes you can think yourself to death. <laughs> it, it is paralysis by analysis. So imagine playing the quarterback position okay. and having to call all those plays, read the defense, and like, damn, what down is it? So cause I, you got to realize, Skip, you. You, know, you know coaches now, they have somebody, hey, coach is third down. Coach is second down. It's second and five. Oh, they just went this, all that. So I don't know if Kyler really wants that on his plate. A whole lot of quarterbacks. Brady, I, Brady don't even want all that on his plate. Brady's like, okay, give me two plays, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the best play work. That's all. I, that's all I need. I, I think Tom loves to call it at the line. You're right, where he can see it, sense it, and and actually methodically say, oh, you want to go there? I'm gonna go there. Right, because he's got option routes for the slot receiver, right. and he can think, oh, okay, we we got this. It's a gimme. Right, I got this one, but. To, to me, the, these coaches want to be the stars, and it's why I've told you before, Roger Staubach quit a little bit prematurely, in part because of concussions, but he just couldn't take it that Landry insisted on calling every single play. Mm -hmm. And Roger felt like, I'm in the battle. I can sense it. Right. I, I can set it up. I, I can do this. I, I know it instinctively, intuitively, I, I'm in the fray so I can feel it better than he can Roger feel. was one of the few guys that didn't call plays because yeah. back then a lot of the older guys, they called their own they plays. Did. That is correct. And he knew that. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, Trevon Diggs at 23. Here, here's my final nugget for you. Pro Football Focus graded every single defensive player last year during the regular season. Trevon Diggs ranked 338th of all defensive players just on pure wow. grade, and he got crushed because he gave up the most passing yards. <laughs> yeah. it, the interceptions get canceled. And so, wait a second, 338, and now he's 23 on this list? Yeah, there's only about 700 defensive players in the NFL of that okay. many. All right, I, I got it, which is why I don't know. Do players really see and feel? And, and by the way, do defensive players just vote for defensive players on this list? I, I think the thing is, Skip, I see if I see big numbers, if I see a quarterback throw for big numbers, I don't care what his, I don't care how many games he won. All I see is five thousand. Look at Justin Herbert. Look how high he got raised, Skip. He ain't make no playoffs. No. But he did throw all those touchdowns. He did have five thousand yards. Mm. So when you fact, that's what I'm looking at, Skip. I'm looking at those numbers. Well, I would like to uh, officially congratulate Aaron Donald for being number one again on this list before it happens. Oh, Tyreek and Kelsey <laughs> hasn't come off the board yet. No, they haven't. So that's about 10 spots right there, Skip, we na just named. Mm. Premonitions of things to come. <laughs> we will see. All right, guys, we got to get back to the NBA when Undisputed returns after this break. What does Kyrie and KD working out together uh -oh. mean for the future in Brooklyn? That's coming up next. Don't miss it. No mercy. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. 
A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The biggest sporting event on the planet returns to Fox Sports. And for the first time ever, it's taking over the holiday season. The FIFA World Cup starting November 20th on Fox and FS1. All right, get a load of this. Kyrie Irving and KD working out on the court together this past weekend. These pictures were seen on Trey Young's Instagram post. Shannon, more drama. What does this tell you? Well, it looks like they're on good terms. It's hard for me to believe that if they weren't on good terms, they'd be working out together. Um, That also bodes well uh, 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 for Kyrie, considering that it doesn't look like KD's going to get traded. And if KD doesn't get traded, it doesn't look like Kyrie's going to get traded. So that works well for Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know how well it works for KD. Uh, KD probably still wants to get moved, but it doesn't look like as we get closer to camp. And I don't see a scenario that they would trade him during the middle of the season or up at the trade deadline. So it looks like Kevin Durant is headed back to, to the Brooklyn Nets for at least one, year, one more year, and Kyrie Irving will be joining him. Like I said, look, I don't see Kate, Kyrie leaving, uh, getting moved if KD doesn't get moved because that would make no sense because, as you said, they made the playoffs last year. If both of those guys can stay healthy, uh, Kyrie stay focused, they have an opportunity to do something really special. If Ben Simmons has exercised a lot of those demons that he had, the addition of Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills is back, Seth Curry is back, uh, Joe Harris, what will you get for him? Will they try and move him? They T.J. Ha- Warren. T.J. Warren. Yep. So they have pieces that can score. They signed Nicky Claxton back mm-hmm. who can protect the rim. Yep. They got a couple of defenders and, and, and Ben Simmons and Royce O'Neal. So they have the makings of a very good ba- of a ball team. And so for me, I think it bodes well because it showed, uh, uh, It looks to me outside, could be different, but it looks to me that they whatever issue that they may, may have had, it seems like they've mended the fences. And so... Uh, I, I think it's a very, very good sign. If I'm Joe Sy, I'm, bre- I'm breathing a sigh of, 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 of relief, Skip, that I see my two, my two guys uh, uh, playing together. Joe, S-I-G-H, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think we just renamed him, and it fits very appropriately. I agree. This was significant to me. I still can't get around the way the kids do it today. So Trey Young posts these pictures. Did they tell him to post? Did he do it on his own? Did they want it out there? Or are they mad that it's out there? I don't know. Right. Is it, should it be off limits? Was this what happened behind closed doors should stay behind closed doors? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying. I don't even know where that is, Skip. Maybe this. oh, it's a it's a high school gym in Studio City out here in oh, really? the L.A. area. Yeah, man, I could have went. You could have. They, you could have played. They, no, I don't know about how that. It was played. a good run. No, no, no. Yeah, not I'm not sure who the not, other guys not, were. Not, not, not with two artificial hips. I can't play well, anything that's not on television. Okay, but the point is, they were on opposite teams, but they probably have to be because they were by far the two best players. Yeah, why would you yeah. up there somewhere? Right. But the point is this. I told you from day one, they're both going to be Nets, in large part because Joe Sy is going to say, Kevin, I'm sorry, you have four more years that haven't even kicked in yet, and they start on opening night, and you will 
I'm sorry, Kevin, but you're going to be there as a net on opening night. The X factor was it felt like Kevin had demanded a trade because he was done with Kyrie, Mm -hmm. that Kyrie had betrayed him. Kyrie had rubbed everybody the wrong way because he wouldn't get vaccinated. He would not participate. And it tore the heart out of, I thought it wrecked the psyche of this team all year long. And Kevin just couldn't stomach it. And I thought we got a half-hearted Kevin in the first round of the playoffs. Boston was much better. Boston's defense just attacked him and made him look weak, made him say no moss, basically. Mm -hmm. And yet, in the end, he demands a trade because he wants out from under Kyrie, who had opted back in. So mm-hmm. you know you've got Kyrie there for one more year at a, a fairly modest rate, actually. Right. 37 million. Right? Yeah, 36, 37 million. Yeah. Okay. So what do I always say about Kevin? There's still some kid in him. There's some He can be childlike in his interpersonal relationships because what have we seen historically with him? Draymond called him the B word. It was a part of why he wanted out of Golden State. They fell completely apart. Then all of a sudden last summer, they're at the Olympics. They're and besties and they're again. Best boys. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like hugging each other. I'm like, what? And then Draymond's first podcast featured Kevin Durant. Yep. Really? And then it felt like he was done with James Harden, who sort of quit his way right. out of Brooklyn. And then would- the next thing I know, they're hanging out. Right. And, right? And, 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 and Philly is a possible trade destination. Skip, I just think a lot of teams, some, were hesitant to 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 blow up their roster for Kevin Durant, given that his unpredictability, the volatility in which, you know, how long will you be happy here? You weren't happy in Golden State, although you won two finals MVP, two championships, and went to a third in three years. Brooklyn, you help assemble that squad, pick the coach, uh, and but all indication, anybody that came or left, they got it, they got, they received that with your blessing. And so they're like, man, we ain't got Golden State. We ain't got no step. We don't have that nucleus like a Draymond or, or, or culture that can withstand some of the materialism of even Kevin Durant. So they're looking like, like I, I don't know, four years left. He's not happy with that. We get him blown up our roster. So I, I think a lot of that had to do with it. But it, it looks to me, and you were on this earlier, you said it, you don't believe he's going to get traded. And if you own the team, you definitely would not trade him. And it looked like Joe Sy heard you because it doesn't look like Joe, Joe Sy is moving very fast nope. to trade Kevin Durant. I always say of Kevin, he is the thinnest skinned superstar <laughs> I have ever closely observed. He can also be extremely moody, extremely, to use Shannon Sharp's favorite word, mercurial, <laughs> way up, way down. Yes. So I could almost see maybe Friday, Kyrie suddenly out of the blue text Kevin, hey, I'm in L.A. Where are you? I'm in L.A. Want to who? Yeah. You know, like, hey, I, I know this gym is going to be open. Was it, I don't know, the Saturday, whenever right. it was. You want to you, you want to meet up? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, yeah OK, I'll be there. I'll be. What time? Uh, around two. OK, I'll, I'll see. You. And all of a sudden, it's like they're back to old times, like right. the good old days. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was fairly significant that, that they would even agree to be in the same space together, because I, I'm pretty sure. The driving force of his trade demand was, I went out from under Kyrie Irving. Right. Okay, well, this would indicate otherwise, right? It definitely looks like they are, they're on better terms now than they were, say, two, two or three months ago. Okay. Does that mean that Kyrie Irving is not bound for the Lakers? You are, it, it would so appear. And Logos KD is, is bound to the Nets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyrie's going to be bound to the Nets also. At least for one, uh, one, one shot yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. 
and that leaves Russell Westbrook as LeBron James' team. Nah, 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 yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. nah. Now we got to turn and shift our attention. Okay. Oh, buddy. Bye, buddy. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy. <laughs> so Indiana's going to say, let's save the Lakers by taking on a $44.7 million salary just to help them out. Buy them out. Oh, y'all lost Ma- Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. So y'all need so a point guard. we're dead in the water. We're just done. We're, we're going to fold up need, for next need, year. You need a point guard. Okay. Yeah, we get y'all Russ. <laughs> well, yeah. And they're saying, thank you. You don't think they watched any tape last year? Yeah, I mean, hold on. Skip, everybody keep telling me, 18 and 8 are good numbers. Okay, they, that's what I hear all the NBA players tell me. 18 and 8, those are really good numbers. Okay. Mm. If they're good numbers, some teams should want a point guard that gives you 18 and 8, right? Mm. How about 29% from three? How about 66% from the free throw line? How about leading the league in turnovers until the last three days of the season? Oh. When you sat. I just said 18 today. I didn't say how he got those 18 today. I, I, I got it. But he was such a disaster. They know it. They don't want him. Unless they're just going to cash out next year and just say, we, we don't even care about next year. We're going to give you Russ in a first-round pick, 2027. Y'all got it. Really? Yeah. It's only 2022 at this point. Okay. Okay. That's way out there. And they also have another invaluable pick in 29. No, whoa, 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 whoa. We would give that up for Kyrie. Okay. We're not giving that up for Buddy Heald. Okay. Buddy Heald. Seriously? He's going to change your life? Once upon a time, you had a chance, Buddy Heald or Russell Westbrook. And it sounded like your man LeBron said, I want Russ. We made, we made a mistake. Mistakes happen. Mm. We, we, yeah, yeah, we, we made, or he? We made a mistake. We, Laker Nation, I mean, hey, we trusted LeBron and it didn't work out this time. Mm. That's the first time that he probably made a movie that didn't work out. You are stuck with Westbrook. We're not stuck. (laughs) We're not stuck. And you have a new coach, a new sheriff who says, I will fix him. Hold on. Has the season started? Has the season started and over? So we're not stuck officially. It's upon us. It is coming a thousand miles an hour down that track. We'll find find a suitor for him. Will you? Yeah. Really? You know what? I'm thinking the Spurs might want him. Well, they would if they just give up next year and start over. They already gave up. They gave up DeJounte Murray and then Bodak Gallinari. So... I mean, I saw a trade scenario, but the, the Spurs would take him and buy him out. Mm. Most of the, most of the uh, uh, scenarios are Russ getting bought out. The Spurs would do it if you had a, a first-round pick this coming year. They, they need to start over now. They can't wait to 27 and skip, 29. Skip. It's not good skip. enough. Your, your Spurs are going to be bad for a minute. Okay. Well, they've been bad for a lot of minutes. I mean, that's what happens when your core nucleus. I mean, what really hurt them is Kawhi. Well, he quit his it, way it, right it, out it, of it, it pop, pop, pop that hell of situation better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Just, just, hey, whatever Kawhi, if Kawhi don't want to play, hey, Kawhi, don't worry about it. Because he doomed it, Skip. Because you know Parker, you knew Ginobili, Duncan was, got, was getting old, Duncan was gone. He's Parker gone. and Ginobili was getting older. So you need, Kawhi, Kawhi going to keep your head above water. You put uh, 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 other pieces around Kawhi, you saw him. He had, he had Golden State on the rope uh, with Kevin Durant. He did. Had him on the rope. And yet, in the end, it took Tony Parker going to the media and saying, my quad injury was a hundred times worse than his is right now. A hundred times. And Pop should have fired on him. Whew. Wow. Skip, you, why would you do that? He blew it up. Why would you do that? At that moment, Toronto won a championship, right? Yep. I that told you that. It. It's, it's over. Yep. And you, oh, he, he was right, 100% right, but you can't do it. He was right. Yeah, his injury, he tore his off the bone. Mm. But you can't do that. Not with Kawhi. Not and you Kawhi. know Kawhi. You know, you know, I mean, you've been around him. You know he's quiet. He takes everything to heart. He does. And you said that, oh, you think I'm faking. Mm. Oh, you call him? Yep. 
done over and out. <laughs> it was. And that was it, the it, end of the Spurs as I knew and loved them. Yes, that was the end of them. Okay, take on 47 point whatever it is, million dollars. Y'all, y'all will buy him out. Mm. He won't be bought out. He wants every last penny because he's still Russell Westbrook. Get bought out. This is how you know if, if you still have value. You get bought out and some other team gives you a two, one or two-year deal. Like John Wall. John Wall got bought out, took, you know, probably 90 cents on the dollar. He took 90 cents. It was pretty good buyout. Actually. And then he comes to L.A., gets a two-year deal for $13 million, so he makes the money back up. John Wall has value. If Russell has the value that he believes in all the other players around the league. Shannon, you know and I know, nobody wants <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Nobody. Nobody. Damn, damn, damn. It's over and out. We're going to find a suitable. If he became a, just an unrestricted free agent, nobody would sign him. I just believe that. Well, you can sign him, but then you don't have to worry about the 47 million. That 40, Skip, that's a lot of bread. His, that still puts him in, what, the top <laughs> five or top seven players in the NBA Ooh. as far as pay scale. Ooh. He will be the most overpaid player in the history of basketball. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> Off last year. No Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Saturday on Fox, the Big Ten goes to Ireland where the Huskers face off against the Wildcats. It's the Aerolingus College Football Classic Saturday at noon Eastern on Fox. Leon Edwards knocked out reigning welterweight champ Kamaru Usman with a head kick over the weekend in UFC 278. The takedown came in the fifth round when the fight appeared to be in the hands of Usman. Not so fast, though, right? Shannon, how shocking was this? Well, I'm shocking. I'm shocked that Usman lost because he made a mistake. Uh, um, First of all, Edwards took him down. It was the first time Usman had ever been taken down in a fight. Um, That was early. That was early in the first round. And Skip, he was a different fighter than, than lost to Usman in 2015. But if you which notice was his debut, which is, and, yeah. and, and he was doing a great job. He was catching Usman with some with some nice shots. But Usman was winning the rounds. And what Usman did is that he threw a shot, and Usman, the guy is is, is, is a southpaw. So what Usman did, he slipped the punch, but he leaned a little bit too far, and Edwards, the left foot planted perfectly upside of his head. Yep. And that, Skip, that's the thing about UFC. Until that, if it's a title fight, until the bell goes off in the fifth, nobody is out of a fight because like that, a foot, an elbow, a fist, and it's over. And it was, I mean, as soon as he landed, I mean, you could, boom, it was over. I mean, Herb Dean just came in. Uzma, I mean, uh, uh, Edwards just turned away because he knew. You're not getting up from that, bro. And so that's why you, that's why it's so hard. You're not going to find a guy unless like John Jones, John Jones is an anomaly. 
But most of the time, Skip, these guys don't have seven and eight, nine-year reigns like a boxer. Because first of all, boxers, you can pick and choose your fight, and you know you fight, I'll, I'll fight the eighth ranked guy. No, nah, you don't do that in UFC. You're gonna fight the number one, number two contenders all the time. Mm. And one mistake, and it's a uh, uh, Jack Rabbit wore cowboy boots. Yep, that is correct. So, quick personal story. I wanted to watch this fight, but I had to make a call because I am married, <laughs> and I forced my wife, Ernestine, to watch most of a Cowboy preseason game, which for her was the equivalent of almost having to drink turpentine, <laughs> as in Cavante turpentine. And she wasn't real happy, and she loves only murders in the building, and I like it, so I go along with it. And We hadn't watched the episode yet for this week because it comes out on Tuesday, and we wait until the weekend. And I said, okay, I'm not going to buy the fight, I'll watch it on the I'll, I'll just watch the results on the computer right. because I was pretty sure Usman was going to make short work of him. Mm -hmm. And although the harder I looked this morning at what Leanne Edwards has been doing, he's been he'd won 15 or was it 15 or 15 in a row? Yeah, he'd been doing quietly very well. Right. So I'm just watching with one eye only murders in the building and the other eye I'm watching and all of a sudden there's there's less than a minute to go in the fight and I see kaboom go across my screen and all of a sudden you can just call it up and look at what happened. What? Well, as Dana White said, this is what makes this sport the greatest sport in the world. Well, it's it's great and it's bad because it's, it's hard to be dominating because you're just one split second, one tiny little mistake one away mistake. from you're out. Yes. You are KO'd on the canvas. And this was the classic case in, in boxing. They call it walking into a punch, but he walked into a kick. Yes. He just, and to your point, he's more concerned about ducking a punch and all of a sudden he ducks too far and it wasn't even a very high kick and it just catches him flush in the jaw and he's out. He's out. He's KO'd. Yes. And, and as Dana said, you think of everything that was on the line for Usman tonight. Usman fought with absolute and total confidence the entire night. He fought the perfect fight. Well, almost, except for with one mere seconds left. One mistake. You make one tiny little mistake. Mm -hmm. So it reminded me of Pacquiao versus Marquez. Please, Do you please. remember this? Yeah. Juan okay. Marquez. Yeah. He walked right into it. Juan Manuel Mar Marquez. Marquez. Okay, so they have fought four times, and Manny's just tired of it. You right. know, like he's just doing it at that point because there's nothing else to do. And they're in round six, and, and he gets a little bored, and his mind wanders for one second. Kaboom! He just, and he's gone. He walked right into and, it. And, God, on TV, I had to take ridicule on that for weeks on end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Manny, he's, he's, he's Samanext, you know? Like, but, but, that's, but, Skip, that's the thing. A lot of times, but, but in a boxing skip, it, it's the punch. And that's all you got to worry about. But like you said, Usman, he's trying to duck the punch, and he ducks it. He, <laughs> yes. The guy misses him. But the foot. And it's just so, Skip, I mean, you're going in and like, okay, yeah, I'm seeing. I'm about, and then the guy turns around, he hits you with a hammer fist. There's so many ways that a guy can get you out. That's why, look, I, and I know John Jones is messed up, but no one can actually say, I beat him, or I went to the scorecards. He got dis disqualified because he needed the guy. The he guy did. was on the and You can't need the guy. Yep. But to have to to, to be unbeaten as long as he has I been. I agree. I agree. And we see. I mean, the greats from Usman and and and, and whomever, whoever you think of Saint Saint Pierre, mm -hmm. all the greats have tasted defeat because it's so hard in that sport. It is. 
Remember, Usman's now 35 years of age, yes. so he's starting to get up there. Yes. It, it, in UFC, it doesn't seem to, the age doesn't matter quite as much, right. it seems like. But, it's a, but Skip, it's, still, a, it's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. So what struck me, and then I flipped over and started watching all the postgame, Leon Edwards w- was behind on every card substantially. Yes. Prohibitively behind on yes. every card. But I'm watching him talk after the, the, the match, and he, he looked fine to me. Right. And I'm thinking, does he look punished? Does he look bloody? Does he does he look bowed? Nope, he didn't look anything. It, for for all of Usman's tactical superiority through most of the fight, dominating the fight, Leon Edwards looked like he could have fought for five more rounds. Right. That's how it came across to me. He's looked just fine. Yeah, right? I, I think the thing is, is that if they if, if they're going to be a rematch, yes, there will I think be. The, the the technical thing, because I believe Usman is the superior wrestler, is to take it to the mat. Don't try to exchange with the guy, because the guy, and now he's better in his hand. You see, obviously, he's better standing up. You might want to take this thing to the mat and keep him down there and try to wear him out and win by points. Don't try that. Because a lot of times, Skip, we just, as a champ, we want to entertain. We want to get the guy up out of there. Oh, yeah. he got him up out of there. But now at the end of the night, the, the objective is to get your hand raised in victory. as not, you know, somebody else is walking out of there with your belt. Well, I told Ernestine this will be a mismatch. And it was until that happened. <laughs> and then it wasn't. It's, it's crazy. I mean, to see, that, to see how in a split... Just like that. Because he's, uh, uh, what was he? He was trying to, uh, he had a 15-match 15, a 15 UFC win streak, yeah. one away from Anderson Silva's record. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, in the end, Leon Edwards earns a trilogy fight, yeah. and he'll earn a bunch of money yes. from it. But, yeah. but still, in the end, do I think he's better than Usman? I do not. Yeah, but the, the, it doesn't the, matter. But losing in that fashion, it does something to you. I talked to Roy, 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 I had Roy on yep. my podcast. He said, man, getting knocked out, you're more susceptible to getting knocked out. It does something to your confidence. It, it does. It shakes you. Shakes yeah. You yeah. And, and now it gives him confidence. So now he's like, hey, bro, I, I, don't, I don't slept you. Well, when Buster Douglas did what he did to Tyson, oh, that yeah, was, yeah, 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 it broke him because for half the time, Mike had won the fight before he stepped into the ring. Everybody like, oh, Mike going to destroy him. See, but, Michael Spinks. Yeah, and Frazier beat Joe Frazier's oh, son. But, man, that was, that was a devastating kick. Whew. Shocking. The mental part of the game is so important, guys. All right, hey, let's get back to LeBron in just a minute. Is his extension with the Lakers more about his brand than his on-the-court success? Shannon, no. Skip, dive into that when we come back. <laughs> no mercy. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
We know LeBron James has reportedly agreed to a two-year extension with the Lakers, but according to CBS Sports' Bill Ryder, it's locked LeBron into, quote, short-term professional mediocrity. Ryder writes, this Lakers deal is not about winning, well, at least not games. It's about, however improbable it may sound, the beginning of the extended LeBron James farewell tour. Shannon, is there any truth to this? No. LeBron is still trying to win ball games. Is LeBron? The question is, is he a max player? If the question is yes, he should make max money. I don't get what all of a sudden now it's a farewell tour. The man averaged 38 and 6. Now, they didn't win, but it's not because LeBron James was not putting forth max effort. Does he want to play with his son? Sure. But he knows that's down the road. He can't control that. That's on Bronny. Bronny control that. I can control what I can control. Playing to the best of my ability, trying to maintain relative health, and then let's see what happens after that. But this notion that LeBron James should not have accepted a max contract because he's heading into year 20, that's absolutely foolish. Why? Watch. He's a max player. Is he not a max player? He's a billionaire. So billionaires don't like money? The one thing I know about billionaires, they don't, the one thing they like is more money. Mm. And they can never have enough. When was the last time you heard somebody? I heard a lot of people say, man, I got too many pairs of shoes. Mm. I got too many cars. When was the last time you heard somebody say, I got too much money. I need to get rid of this. Tom Brady? Tom Brady? Well, why the hell he signed for $400, to come, $400 million to come to Fox? Why not he take $10 million a year? That doesn't count against the NFL no, 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 salary no, no, cap. No, 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 you said Tom Brady doesn't like money. If he didn't like money, he wouldn't have accepted that contract. He likes money. The fact of the matter is, is that people try to – well, LeBron, give, give the Lakers a discount. The Lakers don't give fans a discount. Yeah, Tom Brady, over the life of his career, is scheduled to make $200 million that's less skip, that's than LeBron skip. in two fewer years. Why are we upset at people Woo. about the choices that people wow. make? If you're making a choice that impacts your life, that's you. But you can't make a choice that impacts my life when I have the decision to make that. Yeah, Tom Brady took what I call a winner's discount to win Super Bowls, to win championships. So is that, so is that the only way? So I, you love to use the, 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 the term, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm. So Tom Brady is the only way. I don't love the term, Okay, how about whatever. This? There's, only, there's more than one way to skin a fish mm-hmm. or to scale a fish, however you want to do it. If it's a, if it's a catfish, right. you, you, you skin it. If okay. it's a regular fish, you scale it. All right. so is there more than one way to do that? There absolutely is. Mm. Well, the harder way is to take $50 million a year for your last two years in year 20 and 21 with the Lakers, $50 million to strap them further against the salary cap that there is operating in the NBA. So, then, right? so, so, did you, so when Jordan was taking 33 and $35 million, did that strap them against the cap? No. Okay, why not? Because it was less than market value for him. For many of these oh, years, LeBron, he took less. You don't think LeBron James played less than market value? How much money do you think? If the Lakers are paying you $50 million, so you think they're taking a, de- a, a loss on paying LeBron that? I don't think they are. No, because okay, as a Laker, he will pass the former Laker great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the greatest scorer in the history of the league. That will sell. That is marketable. So Jeannie Buss says, well, I give up on so trying I, I, to win I wanna, championships. I, wanna, I, get, I think I'll just sell. I, I want to get you on the record. Yep. I want you to say right here, yes mm-hmm. or no. Is LeBron James a max player? Yes or no? 
Well, he could. He, he deserves max money. Okay, okay. I mean, he's, a, he's a max draw for sure. Okay, so okay, but it's up to LeBron to say, you know what? I'll take twenty-five so that you guys can have an extra twenty-five oh. to make my supporting cast but, better than it is because you, it's not very think good about right what you now. You said you said it's up to LeBron. Well, he says I don't want to do that. I want my max money. Mm-hmm. It's up to Rob Palenka to find a way to to work it and to figure it out. That's not my job. See, do you always tell players, players, do your job. Do what you do and let the front office handle this. Okay, LeBron James says, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to get my max money. I'm going to let y'all handle it. Now y'all don't handle it. Oh, LeBron, you got to take $25 million. Man, I wish LeBron James would have took $25 million. I'd have cut him off completely. You would not. I absolutely off. would. No, don't get, you you would don't get no have. money back. Oh, Where they do that at? It. Uh, Tim Duncan, final four years in the NBA. He took 10 million, 10 million, 10 million, yep. 6 million. Yep. And guess what happened? Two of those four years, they should have won the championship. Yep. Ray Allen cost him one, yep. and then they came back and got revenge. That was Tim Duncan's choice. Mm-hmm. I don't listen. I don't want someone else's choices if I'm playing a pro sport to impact me. He chose to do that. So now because Tim did that, automatically, I've got to do it. Hmm. If you put LeBron James on a lie detector right now and said, LeBron, will you win a championship either of your final two years with the Lakers? If, in fact, these yes. are his final two years, I still think he might play three or four more given where Bronny lands. Right. But the point is, LeBron, lie detector, going to win a championship? That would be a big N-O. I, I think Heart of hearts, Skip, he does not I believe, believe LeBron, but I don't believe they can win with the roster construction currently the way it is. Thank you. I but, agree. But I do believe LeBron feels under the right circumstances he could absolutely win another title. I don't believe the current the current situation is the right circumstance. But what you've tried to do is because other guys have done it by taking less money. That's automatically. Steph Curry never took less money. How many he got? Well, he's got a really good GM, right? Uh, okay. See, so the other words, the GM, if you do your job, I don't have to take less money. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry's the only man that's gotten two contracts over okay. $200 million. Then LeBron James, who chose to come to Lakerland, yes! should tell Rob Palenka, I'm going to help you do the no. job you're not doing very well. I'm going to give you more leeway to make more mistakes that won't matter Hey, hey Rob, I need you to help me get out here and score some of these buckets. Mm-hmm. I need you to rebound. Mm-hmm. I need you to play defense. He's not doing that, so I'm going to do my job on the court, but I want fair market compensation. Fair market compensation is two years at about $98 million. Mm-hmm. I need you to break bread. Okay, well, that's exactly what just happened. Yet I agree with every point this writer, named writer, Of course you did. Because I told you this right out of the box the first day after LeBron signed. He caved in quickly, which shocked me. You said he's going to keep it. He's going to stiff arm him for a year. Make him sweat. Nope. They didn't because they're not taking, they're they're not going to fall for his bluff. Skip, the bluff, why'd you offer him? Why'd you even offer him the contract? He's LeBron James. Uh, no, 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 they got nothing to do with it. You're, they got nothing to do with it. If he, if, if, all, if this is a farewell tour, you don't pay somebody $100 million for a farewell tour. Okay, I told you the, the, the title of the series, the HBO series, is Winning Time, Magic's favorite words. Winning yes. Time. Yes, It's no longer winning time. It's promoting time for Genie has, has LeBron James won a title at the Lakers? A bubbleicious yeah, okay, okay, with a big that, old asterisk Okay, on it. so so there are other teams yep. that were also in said bubble well, that did not win that title. Yep. I know a team that had, had got two got two guys on their team, and how many times they won the t- championship? Mm, this year they're going uh, to. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the team in the basement. Yeah, this year they're. Oh, gonna, okay, yeah. okay. So what's his excuse? Mm. 
I mean, doesn't he, 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 he making max money? Well, so why don't he? Why don't he tell them to say, you know what? I hadn't played. I've only played like fifty games LeBron a season. Is in year twenty, going on thirty-eight. I it's can't tell him just to say, hey, I waved the olive branch to my front office. I say, guess what? Mm-mm. I love being a Laker. I love my family living here in Los yes. Angeles. I love chasing Michael B. Jordan. That's the only Jordan I can chase. We've been past point. Michael Jordan. Oh, stop. Uh, we already passed him. We were in playoff points, yeah. in career points, yeah. in rebounds, you, assists. We've passed him in height. We've been past, we we been past him. Because you're 6'9 and he's 6'6. <laughs> We've been past him. All, yeah. Next. Yeah. Kareem, next. You grew taller than him, but that's the only way you passed him. You're taller. That's all I give you. You know it. I know it. Nobody thinks what you Kareem. think. Except some we of coming for you. Blind we coming for Kareem. Are you, he well, owned that. You're coming for Kareem. Yeah, you're we gonna, gonna get, get that. And then all the blind wizards said, "See, he's better than Jordan." No, he's not. What you mean? See, uh, I don't need to see. I've been so. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I've been so. He's played like twenty thousand more minutes than Jordan. Yeah, way to it go. It only took one more it's shot. A longevity achievement. It, it, it took one more shot. The man yeah. played twenty thousand more minutes and took way one to more shot. Congratulations, LeBron. You got this. You got. Hollywood, you got Brentwood, you're you're and golden. we got the and we got the NBA mm. on lock, <laughs> on lock. Congratulations! I know you guys could go after each other on this topic forever, <laughs> but we it. gotta go. We're out of time. We've still got to talk about Skip's guy Zeke Elliott. Yes, Is we him do. Being featured in a new commercial, yep. good or it's bad great. for the Cowboys? <laughs> That's <laughs> it <is> great. <laughs> no mercy. Ezekiel Elliott was featured in DraftKings' latest commercial with Kevin Hart alongside NFL stars Lamar Jackson and Stephon Diggs. Hart jokes that Zeke needs to cover up as he's sporting that famous crop top look. Shannon, are you surprised Zeke is in this commercial? No. Zeke still. Zeke played for the Cowboys. He has for the past six years. He's still has one, he really? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not well, sure. he's on the roster. Okay. And, and, and Skip, as you know, He's a recognizable face. There are not very many non-recognizable quarterbacks. Zeke plays for the most popular team. He's a recognizable player. I guarantee if you poll him, more people recognize him than Stephon Diggs in this commercial. And that's just that's, that's no just, doubt. There, that, that, that's just the way it rolls. So and you don't want to have just all quarterbacks in all the commercials. You try to spread it around and give all the players some love and give them an opportunity to make money. But no, I'm not surprised. Although his performances, his performance has dropped off over the last three years, continuously dip, dip, dip. He's still Zeke Elliott. He's still on the Cowboys, and he still has a recognizable face. Mm. I'm having a good day and a good weekend <laughs> because I got Cavante Turpin, and then I saw this commercial, and my heart leaped. That is the best Zeke's physique has looked since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. I was shocked by it. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but check it out oh because he goodness. does wear his crop top, but he looks sleek. He looks svelte. He probably ain't drank no. He probably went in the sun and ain't drank no water that day. That's I, I all. I don't know. But the whole point of the commercial, as Jen pointed out, was Kevin Hart is the giant face master of the Kevin verse. And and at the end of the commercial, he's telling Zeke to cover up, cover up, because the truth is he didn't need to cover up because he looks so good. Oh, he looks good. So yeah. not so now that's going to equate to like thirty, what fourty? What you got? Two thousand yards. Whatever chance I remember, this is going to be his quote unquote contract year because this is make or break. I, I have predicted if he doesn't rise up the, the stats a little bit because his yards per game have gone down six straight yeah, years. Yeah, missed 50 he, yards. Yeah, down 50 From the high yards. to where it so, is now. So what was it, 59 a game last yeah. year? Yeah. If he could get it back up to around 80 or so, he'd, what? Save, he'd save his job. He'd sa- Without 80, without a, a big leap up, 
He's going to be out of football next year because nobody's going to take over 1,300 he's yards. He's going to be Russell Westbrook. Skip, nobody's going to want it. Skip, that's over 1,300 yards. You think the man is going to go from damn near basically over 1,000 to 1,380 yards a game? He was 108 at 109 a game. Skip, a that was years ago. Well, it wasn't that many years yes, ago. Yes, it was. He's not an old man. <laughs> it, it, not even 30. For a running back. Come on. I, I just – Okay, I'm, we'll get what you hey. – like, I'm going to do you like you do me. Go out on a limb. What, 2,000, 1,500, 1,700? I don't care. I'm not going to jinx him. I'm just telling you, he looks like he's ready to have a year for the first time in forever. Well, you, you, His body didn't even look this good when he was a rookie. You don't need to jinx him. Look, look like somebody else jinxed him, jinxed him because you said his numbers <laughs> have gone down every single year from where it was 108 to 59. So that's basically a 50-yard 50, a 50 yard decrease. 50-yard decrease. But somehow you – so he's going to go – let me get this right. He's going to go from 50 yards to 59 yards a game Add plus 21 and go up to 80. Sure. Why not? Looks, looks good to me. When did that ever happen? Well, it's about to happen <laughs> because the Cowboys are all about doing things nobody's ever done before. Okay. Can I get some duo on that? Uh, no. <laughs> I no. didn't think so. I didn't think so. the interception record Dingy with the do today. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he all wanted right. you to do that bit. <laughs> Gentlemen, Here's this one to try on. Do you think Udonis Haslam is going to have an impact for some NBA team this upcoming season? Again? It's year 24. <laughs> That's coming up when we return. No mercy. All right, Udonis Haslam announced he plans on returning to the NBA to play in his 20th season. Haslam played in 13 games last season, scored 32 points in 83 total minutes. Haslam has spent his entire career with the Miami Heat including those two title seasons during LeBron's stint in Miami. Shannon, will he have a roster spot? Of course, on the Miami Heat. He's royalty in Miami, Skip. Uh, uh, UD is, is, is that what he did is that he gave up money to stay in Miami when he could have went to Dallas to sign LeBron and Bosh. And Pat Riley has rewarded his loyalty. Yep. So the OG is going to be in Miami because he's the part of established the culture, and he's not going anyway, yeah. anywhere. Excuse me. I've never seen anything quite like this. <laughs> the leader of the team rarely plays basketball, yes. right? So it, it, they're going to burn a roster spot for him, even though he'll average like a half a minute a game and a half a point a game. Right. He will rarely play only in mop-up roles. Right. And yet... His force in the locker room and in the sideline huddle, as we saw him put Jimmy Butler in his place, shows you, once again, he's the most valuable non-playing player in the history of basketball. Skip, he hadn't reached 100 minutes in any season in the last five seasons, <laughs> but he's made almost $12 million. Okay. It just goes to show you that his value is more than on the basketball court, yep. per se. And so I'm not surprised 20 seasons going to beat LeBron. Now, he came with an undrafted free agent, played one year in France, yeah. Came, tried out with the heat, made it, wow. and 20 years later, here we are. Excellent points, guys, but we are out of time. Great show today. Stick around for the herd. That's it for us. On